Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm Nelia Hutt, and I am so excited to see you here today. Today's going to be an awesome episode. Um, We have Robin Chant here with us today. How are you, Robin? I am awesome, Nelia. I'm so happy to have connected with you. So if, you know, if the listeners out there, grab yourself a drink, grab yourself a piece of paper, you're going to want to take some notes today because Robin um, is very experienced and she knows what she's talking about. So Robin is out in Manitoba. She's in Brandon, Manitoba. She is a Reiki master. She's a humanitarian with the Red Cross. She has been a ground zero working. She is an author of The Art of Choosing You, which is Tools to Radically Shift Your Life. This book is about controlling what you choose. She's also a body talk instructor, and she's been a firefighter and a paramedic for over 26 years. So as you can see, she has a lot of experience, and I know she's going to bring a lot of value to you guys today. So yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy you're here. It's so wonderful to be here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. So yeah, I hear you were out today doing some uh, helping out some friends and uh, doing some, I know, can you give us a little bit about, you know, what you like to do in your spare time and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, yeah, I love to help people actually find themselves. And where I was today, I was helping a guy that's gone into organic farming, him and his wife and children, and more regenerative uh, farming. And uh, yeah, we're helping him move cattle. And it's just so interesting, because he's into regenerative farming. And I've now been into energy healing for many, many years. And when he goes to conferences, we almost have the same thing in common with what's being said at them, you know, you know, regenerating you, regenerating the earth, regenerating, you know, the energy of you and what you truly desire to do. And like they do that with their farm. And so there's a lot of crossovers between the two. So yeah. That's I, awesome. Yeah. Love <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. 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 So, wow. You've done a lot and you are doing a lot. So do you, I don't even know where to start. I've 26 <laughs> years as a firefighter and paramedic. Incredible. Thank you so much. And I cannot imagine what it was like for you and at ground zero and working with the red cross. I'm sure you've got a lot of, um, traumatic, but yet happy stories as well. So thank you for all your work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's been, it's been a journey, like yeah. a real journey. And, and like I knew at, how do I say a young age as a paramedic, like we we're quite busy. I started at think at 24 and by 29, I just knew people didn't look at the effects of stress. 
Like you would go, like we'd take people to the hospital and they would be given pills to fix their ailments, but they never looked at the effects of what the stress was creating these people's ailments, you know? And I just knew there was that part of that whatever in the medical system. And I was so disconnected with myself, disconnected with everybody else. Like I had friends, but there was just no true connection because of a lack of connection with myself. And so at 29, I went into energy healing and it just basically saved my life, saved my sanity. You know, I have no PTSD and yet I've been to like a lot of calls, you know, actually there's another girl that volunteers at ground zero. Um, and she still has PTSD from her volunteering. And I like, you know, yes, there was very traumatic things I saw and did, However, with the energy healing, it doesn't affect me anymore. And so, and energy healing led me to writing my book. Wow. Yeah. So, Robin, for those of us who don't understand, can you explain what energy healing is a little bit? Just like a little introduction to it? Well, we are, we're actually made from energy. Like we're made from cells. And if you magnetize those cells 20,000 times, they're broken down into molecules and then the molecules are broken down into atoms and the atoms are broken down to nucleus electrons and protons you know in the atom those actually the electrons and protons are actually swirling balls of energy okay we're not actually made from matter we're made from energy and how fast that electron goes around that atom now it could be more than one electron depending on the atom but how fast that electron goes around the atom dictates your health energetically how fast or how slow and so energy healing goes to kind of where these cells down to the vibrational level of the cells and that's what energy healing is all about and it's stuff that most doctors don't look at however there's doctors realizing you know they're prescribing yoga or they're prescribing meditation and stuff like that they're realizing the energy aspect of you ha may have to slow down or, you know, you may have to fall in love with a passion too. It may have to be juiced up, but whatever it is, is that energy aspect of you affects everything else in your life. Wow. Cause if you're saying that that could be, uh, or that it is a very significant way to prevent mm -hmm. PTSD disease. and prevent, yeah. yeah, disease, that is yeah. huge. It is, it is very huge. And the deeper I got into it, the more I understood actually as a paramedic with people's health, overall health. And so, yeah, it's been a very interesting journey. And the more I, more courses I took, the more I was disconnected from myself and the more I was letting judgment rule my life. And so that's why I read, wrote the book is to realize what judgment is. It's just an interesting point of view and people don't have to let it rule their life. Too many people let it rule their life, whether or not they'll choose something or whether like whether or not they'll be judged for choosing it. Okay. So you're saying like, based on what other people's perception is, sometimes you make decisions right. that you wouldn't normally make just to appease other people. Right. To appease other people or to avoid judgment. It's just, it's sad in a way. And so many of us do it, but it's so living so unauthentically. It really like, we only have one time, one chance, right? One chance yeah. to live. Yeah. And if you're living it the way other people want you to live, like you're really just, what's the word I'm looking for? You're kind of just giving up your chance. Like, and you're giving up you. 
mm-hmm. and what you truly desire. And that's like, I saw many, many clients for many, many years, like eight to 10 years and almost a thousand clients. Like my, my uh, office assistant once counted it up and, uh, and I went, wow, that's a lot of clients to see over that many years. You know, I was seeing still working full time as a firefighter paramedic, seeing 30 to 50 clients a month, but all of them thought they think or thought judgment was real and judgment stopped them from choosing what they really desired. So you've changed a lot of lives already. Yeah. 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 And then, so then I've gone into teaching because I love working one-on-one with a client, but then if I could teach somebody, they can help an infinite amount of people too. And so, yeah, it's been really interesting. Wow. Where do you find the time to be? You're like superwoman, girl. I love it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a super family or whatever, like super close family. So when other people are doing stuff, I'm making courses. I'm, you know, doing stuff on the internet. And, you're helping yeah. people is what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Can you tell me about your TSN turning point? Yeah, my what TSN is, what is turning that? point, um, which something sports network, isn't it? The sports network yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah, TSN exactly. stands for. But anyways, my TSN turning point in life, I was 29 and I was volunteering, like giving back. And I had friends, but the friends were so superficial because I was being superficial with myself of what I truly desired. And I was really in a lot of conflict. I really didn't want to get married and didn't want to have children. But the whole society was saying, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have children? And I just never like, Children and me, like, I mean, people could see me around children. I'd have lots of fun with them, but it was not, never something I wanted to commit my life to. And, and I kept going, oh, I got to settle down and have children. I got to settle down and have children and making myself wrong for not doing it. And so down in Puerto Rico, I was volunteering. It was after Hurricane George, I think in 1997. Uh, And so I was down there. And I met a lovely man that we worked to lift weights together in the gym. Paul, I think was his name. Anyways, and he goes to me one evening, if you don't desire children, Robin, just choose it. And I was just like, what? I could choose what I desire in life? And it was just like, oh, my whole world exploded because I was so used to choosing for others and what I felt others desired of me that it was just, it was a TSN turning point. I realized I could choose for me. Now I had to learn how to choose for me at 29 because I'd never chosen for me up till then, you know? And so it was a real wow. eye opener. And so I came back and it was really funny. I grew my hair out long, <laughs> uh, got rid of all my superficial friends and went into energy healing and I've never looked back. And uh, yeah. And then in, I don't know how many years later, I'd have to look it up. Uh, I went to module three of body talk and it taught the circle and my whole world changed. Cause I was going, that's what judgment is. We don't have to make it real anymore. And it doesn't have to leave our li- lead our lives. We can start leading and choosing for us. And it was just, wow. It sounded like, yeah, it's like, who knew that was a thing? Like when he said that to you, it was like, what is, is that yeah. a thing? Like, this is what I need. This is what I want to <laughs> yeah. do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find yeah. at that moment, because you were, you were almost choosing something that really wasn't what you wanted, that people were just expecting it because it was the next natural step for most people, right? You know, next this is what you do. Yeah. 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 You go to school, you find yeah. a boyfriend yeah. in that order. Yeah. You do this, yeah. you do that, yeah. you do that, yeah. you know, get Who married, says? have children. And like, 
and I blow little girl's mind. I remember one time I was putting on fire gear, like we go to like firefighters rodeos at schools and I was putting on my fire gear and uh, she something said something about, oh, you're a firefighter. I go, yeah, I am. But you had children, didn't you? And now you're a firefighter. I went, no, I never had children. I've never married. And this girl just like, she was like five or eight years old. She's just what? Like she was, and I'm going, oh my goodness, you're, you don't born getting, you know, wanting to get married and have children. You're taught that like, you know, and it was just like, this woman's like, this little girl, I should say, you're not married and you've never been a mom. Like she was just like, wow. Like I haven't heard of this before. <laughs> yeah, but weren't she, you, weren't you one of the first female pair? Um, the yes, first female. I was the first yeah, first female in our city, about 45,000. So yeah, we only have about 60 firefighters. And I was the first female for well, eight congratulations. years. Congratulations. Good way yes. to show our female, you know, yeah. there, right? I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But, and I thought I went into firefighting to be a female because I wanted to show that females can do it. No, no. When I wrote my book, I realized I didn't choose that to become a female firefighter. I chose it so I wouldn't be judged by the man of not getting married and have children. Wow. I chose a career filled with men because men are less likely to judge you not to get married. But if you're with a whole bunch of women, women are going to judge you to get married and have children. But you didn't, not, but you, you didn't know. do that consciously when you did it. No, I didn't do it consciously. It wasn't until I was writing the book that I went, Oh, that's why I became a female firefighter. I didn't want to, I wanted to sneak around and not be a female. Like I wasn't married with children. I wanted to, have nobody bug me yes wow yeah wow yeah i know that's incredible phenomenal. yeah yeah and you look yeah. back at something and you realize that you're like why didn't i see it you know yeah but good for you you talked yeah. about the circle what is the circle so the circle is and hopefully i can explain this on a podcast now it's written in my book very very well but picture picture yourself in a circle of a hundred people okay so you're in the outside of the circle of a hundred people perfectly round circle, and I'm standing in the middle of it. And if you were right across from me, you would describe me two eyes, nose, mouth, you know, chest, hips, knees, and toes, right? And if I had a ponytail on, you wouldn't even be able to see how long my hair is, right? You know, because I'm not going to turn around for you. And the person right behind me, all he would see is the back of my hair, back of my head, back, you know, buttocks, back of my knees, and my ankles, right? And kind of two opposites opinions of me, right? You would see the front of me with eyes and nose and mouth. And he'd go, she has no eyes. There's no mouth. There's just wavy, dark hair. Like, what are you talking about? You know? And so two opposite opinions of me, but it doesn't change who I am. I'm me, no matter what you see. And I'm me, no matter what he sees. Okay. Now, everybody at the sides of the circle would have a different opinion of me of where they're standing right so somebody straight across from my right side would see one eye one arm one leg right mm -hmm. and they'd look at you like you're cuckoo for seeing two eyes because they can't see two eyes they're like oh she's making up seeing two eyes you know and the person to my left would see the exact opposite one eye but the left eye you know, left arm, left leg, whatever. And meanwhile, like the guy behind me is going, Ooh, you guys are cuckoo for seeing eyes. She doesn't have eyes. So no matter where you stand in the circle, it's a different point of view. And I'm more than every point of view said about me. I'm more than that. Right. Now 
this is when our habit comes. We leave the center of the circle because Nalia says I'm pretty. So I leave the center of the circle and, oh yeah, I like to party with her because she says I'm pretty. And the guy behind me says I'm ugly. And I go, no, I'm not ugly. I'm pretty because she says I'm pretty. Now I'm wavering back and forth between these two points of view, right? I've left the center of the circle and the center of the circle is actually where your potency is. Okay. So I'm reacting to what these people are saying, right? Whether it's positive or negative. Oh, I like to be by the positive or I'm reacting to the negative. Now, most positive thinkers would put a wall up to the guy behind me because he said something negative. Okay. But where he's standing, it's just an interesting point of view. You think I'm pretty. That's just a positive judgment. He thinks I'm ugly. That's just a negative judgment. They're all just interesting points of view. And there's times in your life, like if you want me to put out a house fire, a house fire, if it's got enough heat, oxygen, and fuel, it doubles in size every 17 seconds. So you want me to be an ugly B-I-T-C-H to put that fire out. So there's times in your life you choose an energy to get a job done, and then you come back to the center of the circle. Because I'm not that energy all the time to put the, draw, the fire out, right? And so there's times also, like I'm a female firefighter. Can I cha change my own flat tire on a truck? For sure. But if I'm dressed pretty in a pretty outfit because I've been teaching Reiki all day and I get a flat tire, I'm going to let somebody else change that tire for me, okay? I don't have to be that bitch in control energy to do that change my tire. I can be that soft, gentle woman. Oh yes. Could you please change my tire? And so these interesting points of view or energies, we can choose to get the job done, whatever that is, and then come back to the center of the circle. They're all just interesting points of view. And so when you can be in the potency of you in the center of the circle and realize, oh, you know, cause there's times in your life when you're smart and there's times in your life when you're not smart both of those can be learning times because you never want like to be smart at everything. Then you know it all, you know, but when you're not smart, that's an opp opportunity to learn and grow. And so like, it's just this circle can explain so much and then you can use it to put a problem in the center of the circle and look for greater solutions. Um, you can put your spouse in the center of the circle and see all the different aspects of him whether him or her whether they contribute to your relationship or not like there's so many things you can use the circle for that's powerful yeah. stuff i love that i love that different views different perceptions and yeah. you you uh take in what you want to hear right or what you want to believe or what you in a way i, I believe i'm everything you know, I'm just as smart and I'm just as, you know, some people don't like this word. I'm just as stupid because there's times in my life I'm like, oh, I just locked the keys in my you know, car. And so, and I don't judge either one. See, that's, it's the energy of judgment that takes us out of our potency, whether we're judging something as good or judging something as bad. So the book is all about being in total allowance, not accepting the good or bad, but being in total allowance and have no judgment. So then you can choose with what works for you. Wow. wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking like, oh, there's so many elements to it, you know, because depending yes. on, like you said, the situation, 
the minute, the moment you're feeling, what part of you, you want to bring out at that moment? Like all these things that you were talking about, like the firefighter versus the nicely dressed woman who's teaching Reiki, you know? Right. So yeah. we all have these warrior parts of us and at different times it brings up different things. Right. But wow, I've never heard it. So did you learn this and are now reteaching it or did you create this or like I the circle? The cir- uh, yeah, I learned the circle. Only one teacher in body talk actually teaches the circle. However, I applied it to every aspect. She only applied it to one or two aspects. And I go, no, no, no. This circle can be applied to every aspect of your life and every aspect. I agree. Of you, you know, and like, I remember t- teaching the circle years ago in Winnipeg and somebody goes, so Robin, the killing energy is just a point of view. And I went, yeah, it is. And she's like, I'm stunned, Robin. And I said, yeah, if somebody was about to hurt your children, what would you do? And without skipping a beat, she went, I'd kill them. I go, exactly. There's times in your life, you may have to tap into that killing energy to save your children's life or to save your life. You know, like I've walked in the Bronx at nighttime in New York, you know? (laughs) Yes. You know? So, yeah. So there's times in your life, you may have to use an energy that you've made wrong. However, there's times in your life, you may require it to change the situation. That's intense. I like it. It's intense. Yeah, it's intense. And yeah, like my book, it, it kind of does the journey of why, what led me here. And like, you know, we're obviously talking about it and it's really neat. One of my last editors that helped me with editing the book, she would go to edit and she gets so caught up in the story of what was next, what was next, what was next. She, Oh, I gotta go back and edit. So she'd have to go seven pages back and get concentrating on editing. It was so wonderful. Cause it just flows kind of my story of my life. And then all of a sudden, Oh, judgment isn't what we think it is it's just a point of view and and if you can stand in the center of the circle now i teach people from six years old to 60 years old or 70 years old and they just it takes a long time to stand in the center of the circle and realize everything is just an interesting point of view interesting and it's a point of view always from others or from within ourselves as well both both because people I could say oh I was such a you know a horrible person there and people go no you got the job done like and I'm like and so then I, the point of view is I wasn't horrible I got the job done but to me I was like oh I was a little bit harsh on those people and and so there's two different points of view of the same situation so yeah it's got to be interesting point of view of yourself an interesting point of view of what other people think of you I need to read that book. So again, it's called (laughs) The Art of Choosing You, Tools to Radically Shift Your Life. I love it. And so many people, I've taught them the circle and they, it's pivotal in their mind, like pivotal and changing how they look at life, pivotal so much. So I hope it, the book, it becomes pivotal for everybody's life. I think it will. I don't know. You also talked about before how you were saying a lot of times we hold ourselves back, right? Because of things that, you know, others, like how we sit with judgment from other people. When you became, how do I say this? When you became a firefighter, you also said that you thought you were doing it for one reason and ended up doing it for another reason, but you stuck with it, right? So even though you realize that, did, did it shift anything else in your life when you made that connection? 
Yes, yes. When I finally made the connection of why I chose being a, a firefighter, yes. it was to avoid judgment of not getting married and having children. And I'm not like I'm I'm not making getting married and having children wrong. Like no. it was just not it was just not for me. Right. Right. And um so when I made the connection, oh my goodness, I ch I chose firefighting. So I, I avoid judgment. I chose, you know, firefighting as a female so I could enjoy avoid judgment, which a lot of people go, well, you got judged being the first female. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. And that created a whole thing within itself too. With energy healing, though, so much of that healed within me. Okay. But when I realized I chose being a firefighter to avoid judgment, it creates a peace in your life because it's like an aha moment that oh, that's what I chose that. And so the inner me didn't have to fight the outer me to go, oh, that's why I chose it was to avoid judgment. I'm glad that I chose it. And I'm glad I came to this realization because it creates a peace within you because it's another connection to my inner knowing, to my inner person of who I am. And yeah, it created a sense of peace that I didn't have to prove anymore either of what I could or mm -hmm. couldn't do. You know, and it just was like, oh, it was just a whole new awareness that opened up a whole more peaceful awareness of who I am. So for someone who perhaps struggles with uh, PTSD and anxiety and depression and all those things, what would be the first step you think in regards with what you teach, like a simple first step that they could take that would perhaps set them in the right direction? venting because you said that a lot of a lot of this energy uh healing can prevent these things too like when you're faced with traumatic events and right you know i'm just trying to think like on a simple level without having to study the whole thing like if somebody wanted to start right away what would be maybe one of their first steps that they could take well, one of the first steps okay this is i talk about this towards the end of my book and it's mind, body, spirit, or soul is what most people do. And I was busy instructing Reiki and actually it was a Reiki follow-up of level one that it's not mind, body, spirit, or soul. It's mind, body, soul, and spirit. It's all four. Okay. And so those are four main aspects of us. Okay. That you could break down, you know, your mind, you know, you got to nurture your mind and you actually, you don't want your mind to control everything of you. You want to get into your knowing your heart space and your gut knowing and stuff like that, but more of that in my book. So I'll just talk about that, but you got your mind, you got your body. Do you connect with your body? Like your body does like usually to be outside and it does like to do movement and it may want a certain type of food or whatever. Do you connect with your body? So do you connect with your mind? Do you connect with your body? And then do you connect with your soul? Now your soul is your connection with your higher self or with God. And to me, how you connect to your higher self or God is as unique as you. So, you know, going to church or praying or whatever, or just meditating, that could be what nurtures your soul. But then there's also the spirit of you. And what does the spirit of you desire in your life? So different from your soul, different from your body, different from your mind, what does the spirit of you desire? So if you could connect to those four aspects and realize each of them need nurturing and each of them needs special aspects to help them grow and 
the more you're connected with them, the more deeper connection you can have with others. And so, yeah, like, and I mentioned there's a guy and I can't, I won't be able to mention him right now. And uh, his video went across Facebook. Addiction is not what we think it is. And basically, um, he's German. I mentioned him in my book. I think, is he German or Austria? I can't remember now. And basically, our addiction is our lack of connection with others. Now, PTSD uh, creates that lack of connection with others, but I think it starts with a lack of connection with themselves and just healing whatever it was that started that, you know, that traumatic event that they can't seem to go past. And so just getting in touch with themselves, those four main aspects is one of the things I would recommend with somebody with PTSD. Cause I never thought of the spirit and the souls being two different things. Right. And they are in my mind, you know, and when I made this revelation and this was only a few years ago, facilitating Reiki, I went, wow, yeah, your soul is your connection to higher self or God, but your spirit is the essence of you and it needs a nurturing. Now, a lot of people glump it all together and put it all together, but then you don't have these separate energies of you to nurture. And so me, I have a very competitive side, but with spiritual and energy healing, I've let that competitive side go. And that's a part of me that I've let go. And now I've nurtured it again because now I play tennis. So I'm nurturing that competitive fun side again with me and that is really bringing out more of my spirit at work at home whatever and i feel so much more connected to me than i have in years that's fantastic we all mm -hmm. have different parts of ourselves i mean all of us you know and yeah. sometimes we get so busy that we don't really take the time to know our spirit and know yeah. everything and go back you know when we're children we think we don't think that's the thing. We're so innocent. Right. We do what we love. And then we go from one activity to the next activity yes. to the next activity. And we're, and we're living in our heart energy. We're living in our spirit. Yeah. And then everything else is to think yourself out of it, basically. And that's where all our troubles start is we start thinking of what we should be doing instead of being what we could be being. I don't know. Being an adult, you know, like sometimes it's just, <laughs> I think it's, you know, when you start getting responsibility and you got to go to work and you got to pay the bills and you got to do this yeah. and you got to do that, you lose a part of yourself. You really do because <laughs> I know you're just I like, know. I just, I don't have time to play. I don't have time to do the things that I love. I don't have time. And yeah. then you become depressed and lonely. And it's like, I wonder why, like, where's all the stuff that you really connected with? What did you like to do when you were a kid? You know, yeah. you know, cause yeah. some people will say, well, no, I don't have anything that, you know, I don't have any hobbies. And okay. So if I were to list 50 things, you can't tell me one or two that really kind of piqued your curiosity, you know, but when you take that time and, and your book sounds like it really helps to go through all the steps, you know, and to understand. It it does. And I think the last couple pages are right full of questions to ask yourself to start your own, like questioning, do you value you? You know, what do you see as valuable and what would, what do you truly desire to do? And it's questions that people don't ask you, but now it's questions you can ask yourself. And just to start developing that friendship with you, that friendship with your mind, body, spirit, and soul also. You know, I have people in my inner circle that are very spiritual and very, you know, open to learning about themselves. 
And then I have some others that are that think, okay, this stuff is all corny. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't understand. I'm like, don't knock it till you try it. Until you see what it feels like to know yourself better and you feel how it feels to be more open and less closed minded, you will never reap those rewards. Like try it. Yeah. 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 You know, just be exactly. open to something new. Because, yeah. you know, it's hard sometimes to convince to convince some people who don't believe in any of this stuff, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. it's becoming more and more um valued, more and more um proven. I think that mm-hmm. it's great. Like I know that the new generation, like my son's 14 and they're a lot more open than we yes. are. Like I'm 48 and, you know, a lot of people my age are, get, we're getting there, but people a little bit older than me, they're not as open, you right. know, and it's tough. Right. So I think you have yeah. to be open to different things because you, you don't really know. It's like anything mm-hmm. you don't know until you try. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I worked with a guy and I told him, you have nothing to nurture your spirit in your life and give yourself a couple more months and you're done. Like you were st- spiraling into a depression and you've got to get something. And he, he, and he took what I said with a grain of salt, which is fine. Like, you know, and now he's off work with PTSD and, but I saw it four to six months before it actually happened because he doesn't have that spirit, that nurturing, that connection with that essence of him. Thus he's going down a rabbit hole of PTSD stuff. And I, you know, I don't know if he will read my book or won't read my book. Um, and that's fine. It's total choices, but like, it's very interesting. And he might choose not to get out of his rabbit hole of PTSD and that's fine too. Total allowance. Yeah. And being sometimes an outsider can see things coming that mm-hmm. we can't mm-hmm. see because we're when we're in that moment of depression or anxiety or PTSD, yeah. you cannot see further than what you know, what what's right in front of you. So sometimes it does take somebody on the outside, you know, yeah. not to say yeah. that that person's not, you know, paying attention, but physically, you cannot sometimes do those things. So yeah, yeah, no, that's phenomenal. And for you to say you have 30 to 50 clients a month, is that what you said? I I did. You did. Yeah. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people I was seeing. Yes. Yes. I now I can't combine it because remember I still work full time and now I'm teaching every week. Yes. There's something I'm teaching every week. That's incredible. This weekend, last weekend I had foundation the weekend before I had body talk and the (laughs) weekend before I had body talk. Don't burn out. Don't burn out. But you look like you have a lot of energy and I think you're following your everything that you believe in because well and if i didn't like get energy healing done to me oh uh, yeah i would be burnt out you know it's the energy healing whether it's access bars or body talk or even acupuncture is energy healing and it's that nurturing of me and my body otherwise i would be in burnout yeah that's sure. amazing i'm so happy that you've learned all this stuff because mm-hmm. yeah you've helped thousands of people yeah, yeah phenomenal this book will help thousands and thousands more and I love that you're so passionate about it. This is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just when I tell this circle in a classroom setting and you can see some people are just they're blown away with the information and they don't know what to do with it. But some people, you know, they've rearranged their whole life around what they've learned. And they're just like, oh, blows my mind, Robin. Thank you. Yes. You know, oh, is that your favorite part of doing what? You yes. Do? yes. 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 Just seeing people yeah. just light up and get it. Yeah. Yeah. And just get it, you know, and just start choosing them. 
Because you know what that moment was like with that guy, Paul, that uh, reached yeah. out to you and like your turning yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, that he said, just choose it, Robin. And it was like, and probably, how do I say, people, I like the people that, you know, wanted me to get married and have children and kept saying that and kept saying that you have to have children, blah, 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 blah. And you'll love them, they're, they're your own and blah, 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 blah. And, and I did have some male coworkers, you know, make me feel bad too. Um, but it, I guess I never stood up and in the potency of me and saying, no, I'm not choosing that. But I would just listen to them. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, mm hmm. You know, and I wouldn't, I'd almost kind of agree with them, but not agree with them because I knew I didn't desire that. And yeah, now no one in, and I guess it's also 25 years later now too, but no one ever says that, you know, like, mm -hmm. and like people go, did you ever think like, oh, what's wrong with me that I don't want those things? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I talk because about they convince that in my you, right? Because they convince you I, almost. They do. They do. They tried their darndest to convince me. <laughs> and one you. of my, yeah, one of my editors, she goes, so what did you talk about outside of getting married and have children? Like, what did you and your friends talk about when you're younger? I go, no, no, you don't understand. That's all they talked to me about. Every get together was when was I going to get married and when was I going to have children? And she goes, so there was no talk of anything else. I go, no, really? like, and, and she just couldn't fathom that. Oh. And, and it wasn't until I got into energy healing, the deeper meaning of life for me that I started then only talking to people that could have the deeper, different conversations than get married and having children. You know what I'm saying? But up till then, that's every, so you had nothing in common. Yeah. Yeah. So you were in the wrong groups. I was in the wrong groups, but there were, I never found any other group, group. until I got, yeah, until I got into energy healing and then I found my group. You know? So now what kind of stuff do you talk about when you get together oh, with your friends? What, yeah, what are you going to create? What's new? What are you getting, you know, what are you finding out about you? Like what's, yeah. So interesting. So much more yeah. interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So but let me tell you, if I'm in a group that all they talk about is getting married and kids and even if everybody is married and kids in the group, like think of something else to talk about. We all have more to us. Right. Well, that too. You know, yeah. we all have more yeah. to us than just our husbands and our children. I can well, tell you. When I first, when I first started uh, teaching Reiki, which is about 15 years ago now, it was nothing but 50-year-old ladies coming to take it who had given themselves up for their husband and children. And now at 50 years old, they had no idea who they were and they didn't know where to start. So the spiritual journey of learning Reiki was their first step in finding out who they were, what they were, you know, what they wanted to create in their life. And it was really interesting because I was 35 at the time. And they're like, you're so lucky because you know what you want at 35. At 35, you know, they were totally lost on who they were. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I really started to, because I was starting to honor me, I even honored me more after teaching them. Oh, that's great. So, and it yeah. is possible to, you know, do all the things for your spouse. And it is possible to do all the things for your child and still know yourself. But most of the time, yeah. it's not what's happening. Yeah. 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 But it's not yeah. to yeah. say it's everybody. But yeah, I completely agree. Like you don't know until you until you know. Yeah.
till you know. And it's so wonderful now. I have a lot of younger people taking my classes. And I went, you know, how are you? You you've left your children, you know, at home. She goes, Nope, mama needs this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mama needs this. And those young people come and spend whole weekends with me and they've left their, you know, with FaceTime and all that, you know, they they're saying goodnight to their children, all that. But they'll do retreat weekends with me the whole bit. And they're like, Nope, mama needs this to be sane. Yeah. And you <laughs> and come back and you can offer so much more. You can, you know, you can. when you take care of you yourself, can. like that's what the show's about and giving starts with you, you know, you have to, yeah. you have to make the time because if you're broken yeah. and you don't know who you are, you can't help anybody, you know, you'll be miserable even at, at yeah. the best things like any, you know, I mean, yeah. you could have your chosen career, but if you don't take care of yourself, you're still going to hate it. You're still yeah. going to burn out. Yeah. You're still going to, no matter how much you love it. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. important. So, and we, we have to value ourselves enough. You know, we are all worth so much yeah, like yeah, individually, yeah. there is nobody else like us, you know, why not yes. live the best we can? Why not take time out and learn something new, learn what, what you're talking about. This circle sounds phenomenal to me. I don't know what anybody else mm -hmm. thinks, but that's amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad that you introduced me to this because I had not heard of this before. No, no. And I don't think many people have. And like I've talked, taught people too before I decide to write the book and the circle I don't know if they quite grasp it grasp it and like and a lot of people are set on judgment that's how they judge themselves to control themselves and that's how they judge others to control who they're around and all that and it would be a hard thing for some people to give up and this is just I think our mind, and I do talk about this, our mind does like to judge what's good, what's bad, what's safe, what's not safe. It's just that allowance. And then you can see the whole picture. If there's no allowance in your life, you, you lose you in your life too, you know, and you lose what you truly desire. And so, yeah. And like, I've been around a lot of people that believe in positive thinking and they're so scared. Somebody's going to say something negative to them that they're going to collapse. Well, I rather be in the potency of me. And if somebody says something negative to me, it's like, Oh, okay. Like that's where you are today. And that's what you're being. I don't need to make them wrong. I don't need to avoid but that's them. That's more about them and their perception than yeah. it is a true thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I don't need to, they don't need to be out of my life. Cause they might, I'm just in total allowance of them, what they're going through. Yeah, because when we're yeah. when we're little, we we are taught to put things into different buckets, right? Mm -hmm. So we're taught to mm -hmm. okay, there has to be. We need to know the difference between right and wrong. We need to know if this is good or bad. We need to know. So no wonder we grow up and want to do the same. You know, want to. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. it's interesting. Sounds like we need to learn a little bit about how to change the control part too. Well, well yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> that causes a lot of problems. <laughs> yes, really yes. Yeah, it's so funny. People want to their whole lives to change, but they're controlling every aspect of it. And I'm like, if you want your life to change, you got to let go of control, people. You know, I'm a bit. I was a big control freak. It was hard because yeah. I enjoyed yeah, being in. You know, I wasn't in control of so many things. So the one or two little things that I was in control about, watch out! I protected that. You know, and it wasn't always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. But it's like, I no, know. I can make decisions based on this one little thing and I'm going to go all out. And it, sometimes it doesn't work in your favor. It's so true. Yeah. 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 And yeah. If, well, and if you're in control, no magic can show up in your life. And how much can your life expand if you're trying to control every aspect of it? And how much do you know you if you're trying to control every aspect? 
Control can be a bad thing and a good thing, though. Yeah, there needs to be some control and boundaries. Like, and you, but there needs to be chaos, like a little bit of chaos, not havoc, but a little bit of chaos to create some juiciness in your life. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. my yeah. goodness, boring, boring, boring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I know everybody wants to know, and I want to know, what was it like being at Ground Zero for you? What did you do there? How long were you there? Can you, I don't know if you want to talk about that today, but no, oh, yeah, yeah no, but totally I would love I to know a little it. bit more about. And I went and volunteered for Red Cross and technically I worked in Brooklyn in the um, headquarters of um, Red Cross, right? Red Cross is a big volunteer organization of the United States. So I got put in, I lived in Manhattan, like stayed in Manhattan and had to go to Brooklyn. And I worked at the, uh, their headquarters, signing up volunteers that would wor work at the respite centers. They were quite close to ground zero. I think there was two respite centers. And then if people were good with children, I would sign them up to work with children. So the people that were hit by devastation around ground zero, they could take their children to uh, Red Cross um, daycare centers and so that they could fill out forms to get money or whatever, Stunning. stuff like that. Okay. So there was two kind of respite centers and this uh daycare and i think there was just one daycare center so i signed up um volunteers for that so people coming from the tri-state area they could come and volunteer for that so i signed them up and to different shifts or whatever and then gave them the supervisor and they'd have to show up for work at that certain time and like they they had to pass qualifications and all that and but i was able to work at uh, the respite center one day. And that was very interesting to see how it worked because there was a kitchen area volunteers could work at, but there was also sleeping area where the firefighters that were working on a pile could come in and sleep. And so there was workers there to change their bedding and all that. And then there, like, and there was also a chapel there. There was a, another place where they could get fresh clothes and stuff like that, like for working on the pile, like work gloves and stuff like that. So it was really interesting. And the first time I went to ground zero, um, and being a firefighter, we're all in the same union, International Association of Firefighters, IAFF. So when I went to Ground Zero, it, it's a smell I've never smelt before, and I have never smelt since. Like, it was a, just a weird smell. And I've been to lots of weird smelling calls over my whatever. whatever. Right. It was probably 21 years at the time. Anyway, so when I went to, no, it would have been 2001. So I'd only been a firefighter for seven years. So yeah, so because now it's almost twenty years ago. So yeah, I was only a firefighter for seven. I know years it's crazy my... how time goes by. Yeah, and so I felt like the souls of the people that had passed were going through my chest. It was just a weird feeling, and I definitely not into energy healing at that time, or just starting to get into it. Uh, it was just a weird feeling, and what was really weird, there was a retired nurse that I went with from. Winnipeg. Her and I did, we met in Puerto Rico. We did ground zero together. She, she was able to go a day before me just because of work and we live so far away from Winnipeg. And so anyways, I met up with her and when she was interviewed, when she got home, I never told her what I felt. She said the exact same thing. When she went to ground zero, she was interviewed by CBC. She goes, it felt like the souls of the people that passed on were going through my chest. And the funny thing is, when Oprah visited Ground Zero, she said the exact same thing. So it was really interesting that I said it, 
And then she said it and she never heard my, you know, my interview either. And then Oprah said the exact same thing. So it was really interesting. That's how we all described it. Yet we never knew we described it like that. You know, I went there with my family too. It was just, um, we were in New York and we wanted to stop in a few years mm-hmm. after. Yeah. yeah. And it was, a, it was a feeling I hadn't felt before. Yeah. Like yes. I was standing there and honestly, I just closed my eyes and, and tried to give some respect. And yeah, I, I felt something. I don't know if that's what I felt, but I felt something for sure. Yeah. 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 It's very different there. Yeah. 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 And like now the monuments with the water flowing down, I find that's clean, cleansing everybody's soul or cleansing what happened. And yeah, it's very interesting. Very, very mm-hmm. interesting. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so, and I've been now back a few times. So, so you lived there or you went there for this purpose? I, yeah, I just, I say I lived in Manhattan, but I was only there for three weeks and we only had two days off in those three weeks to explore. Like, otherwise we're working about 10 hour days, you know, volunteering. So they were trying to get two shifts because they were such long days, but we just never, you know, divided up. Well, thank you for everything that you've done. And you know, all the work that you've done and all the humanitarian, you've been with Red Cross for how long? Have you been um, working with them? Yeah, probably since probably 1990. And now that I'm so busy with teaching, like I'm going to Calgary to teach, I'm hoping to go to Guelph and Toronto to teach. I've gone to, uh, not Puerto Rico, Costa Rica to teach. And I was going to, before COVID hit, I was going to go to London, England to teach and stuff like that. So um, now I'm not doing as much for Red Cross, but hopefully when I retire, I'll be able to get back into it. So my boyfriend, actually, I've signed him up to volunteering. And so he's retired now. And so he's doing lots of volunteering for me. So it doesn't sound like you're ever going to retire. I don't see you retiring. (laughs) No, I'll I'll retire from firefighting and paramedic. But no, I'll never retire from inspiring people to choose more and the whole bit. I love your passion. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Is there anything that we didn't touch upon today that you want to talk about? I think we did a wonderful job covering all the topics that we did. And I'm hoping we inspired people to choose more and maybe choose the book. And, and I have a YouTube, um, Robin chant, I think on YouTube and I have some few little videos there. And then on Instagram, I'm the art of choosing you. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And body talk yeah. is bodytalk.com. No body talk systems.com systems.com. Okay. And I'm also got a website, robinchant.com. So artofchoosingyou.com and then robinchant.com too. Wow. And you know what? Um, Christmas is coming. So if you know somebody who, you know, could use this book, it sounds like it could be something for all ages. Um, Maybe pick up one for your favorite family and they can all connect with each other. And that'd be a beautiful gift, I think, especially with people being home and with COVID, you know, they have more time for reading and... So yeah, pick yeah. up a copy of Robin's book. <laughs> it's only a hundred pages and you can read it in the weekend. That's awesome. And it sounds like something yeah. you read, you implement, you read again. Yes. So it's yes. good yes. that it's a hundred yeah. pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My first person that read it, she goes, I'm keeping this by my bedside. Like she has it printed the manual, off. manual, right? Yeah. She goes a manual, like she'll be feeling distraught because somebody said something or whatever. And she'll just go back and read, you know, a chapter and she, oh yeah, that's yeah. So much better helps her let go or whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Thank you so much. I love this. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Keep doing what you're doing, girl. I think you're rockstar. And thank you for being my first podcast. Oh, is this your first? You wouldn't be able to tell. You're so professional. <laughs> oh, 
cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure that I add um, where everybody can find you at the end of the show. Okay. Awesome. And if they have questions, they can reach out to you and, and I'm oh, sure you'd be happy to touch great. base. Yeah. I'm so glad we got connected. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, make sure to take a break too and take care of yourself. Yeah. You yes. know, yeah. <laughs> that's yes. always important. Yes. I'm coming up to a few holidays from work. <laughs> and so I, I can't wait actually. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. We all need a little bit of that too, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank exactly. you so much, Robin. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.